As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Now, as I mentioned, a supplemental loan is not the same as a refinance. So a refinance is a brand new loan. So you're closing out the previous loan and you're starting a brand new loan. A supplemental loan is a second loan on top of the existing loan. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode 
And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes, now video episodes as well on YouTube every Wednesday and Thursday that are part of a larger series that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for all of these series, we offer some sort of document or resource. So it would be a Microsoft Word document, an Excel template, a PowerPoint presentation template, something, a PDF Something for you to download for free that accompanies that series. All of these free documents, as well as the Syndication School series, can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is finally here. It's part 10 of the 10-part series entitled How to Asset Manage a Newly Acquired Apartment Syndication Deal. So if you haven't done so already, I recommend listening to parts 1 through 9 about this series. At the very least, listen to parts 1 through 3. On parts one through three, we introduced the top 10 asset management duties. These are the 10 things that you, as the asset manager, need to do in order to ensure that you are successfully implementing your business plan after closing on the deal. You put a lot of work into getting to this point, so you want to make sure you are implementing the best practices to make sure that you are actually able to bring the deal full cycle and sell it at the end and send a large distribution to your investors, as well as their capital back. That's parts one through three. And then in parts four through nine, we went to more details on some of those 10 asset management duties. In part four, you learned how to maintain economic occupancy. In part five and six, we talked about property management companies. So in part five, how to manage your property management company. And then part six, how to fire them if they aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. In part seven, we learned some strategies on how to attract high quality residents. In part eight, we learned some strategies to keep those high quality residents and retain them at the property. And then in the last syndication school episode, episode number nine, we talked about some of the questions that you might have surrounding sending out the distributions to your investors. So we answered eight questions that you might have about sending distributions to your investors. Now, one of the last things that you might do that we haven't talked about already during the time that you've owned the property is to get another loan on the property. So that's going to be the focus of this episode. So we're not going to talk about in extreme detail refinances just because the process of getting a refinance is very similar to the process of securing a new loan. So if you want to learn about that, check out the series on how to secure financing for your apartment syndication deal. But essentially, you're going to want to refinance your deal if you either did a bridge loan on the deal. So you did a shorter term, maybe a three-year loan with two one-year extensions just because you wanted to include the renovations in the loan. And then you knew since you'd be adding value to the property, enforcing appreciation, you could pull out a large chunk of equity by doing a refinance and then returning the equity to your investors. So giving them their money back sooner which increases the internal rate of return based off of the time value of money. 
So generally, if you do a bridge loan, you're most likely going to refinance. But of course, if you are doing a bridge loan, you want to make sure that you're not forced to refinance, which is where those extensions come into handy. So you want to make sure that you've got a bridge loan that is as close in length to your predicted hold period as possible. So if you're planning on holding on to that property for five years, you're going to want to get a bridge loan that you could potentially hold on to for five years, which is where that three year plus one plus one comes into handy. But of course, you also want to have the ability to refinance if you've forced that appreciation because of the fact that you can pull that equity out. So refinance is one, but the other type of loan you can get on the property instead is a supplemental loan. So the supplemental loan is not something that you'll get on a bridge loan. So generally for bridge loans, they're going to expire. And once it expires, you're going to go ahead and refinance into a permanent loan, like a Fannie Mae or a Freddie Mac loan. But let's say that you decided that it made more sense to secure a Fannie Mae or a Freddie Mac loan, so an agency loan. Maybe they did or didn't include some or all their innovations, but you wanted to secure long-term financing, so you don't have to worry about a refinance. But you still want to have the benefits of being able to pull out some of that hard-earned equity that you've received by adding value to the property. That's where the supplemental loan comes into play. So a supplemental loan is a multifamily loan. This is the textbook definition. Is a multifamily loan that is subordinate to the senior indebtedness. So essentially what that means is that it is a loan on top of the existing loan and it is in second position to that loan. So you've got your initial Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac debt on the property and then you get a supplemental loan on top of that. Essentially a second loan on top of the first loan that is in second position behind that first loan. So you have to pay that first loan first, and then you pay the second loan. Generally, these are secured 12 months or later after the origination of the first loan, or if you are getting multiple supplemental loans after the supplemental loan. So if you close on the debt January 1, 2019, then your first supplemental loan is available at Jan 1, 2020. And then if you got a second one, and if you actually take it, you know, Jan 1, 2020, and you have a second, you have the option to have a second one, that you can get that one Jan 1, 2021. Now, as I mentioned, a supplemental loan is not the same as a refinance. So a refinance is a brand new loan. So you're closing out the previous loan and you're starting a brand new loan. A supplemental loan is a second loan on top of the existing loan. So you're keeping the existing loan. You're still paying that existing person. And then you're also paying this second loan, which is on top of that first loan. And I guess technically you're not paying two different parties because the supplemental loan is going to be serviced through whatever lender you use initially. So if you use Fannie Mae, then Fannie Mae will do the supplemental loan. If you did Freddie Mac, then Freddie Mac will do the supplemental loan. Now, the benefits of a supplemental loan compared to a refinance is going to be lower closing costs. So the costs of closing this smaller second loan with the same company is going to be a lot less than the costs of underwriting a brand new loan for the property. Also, there's certainty of execution. So you might not necessarily know if you can refinance and get that new loan. Obviously, it happens all the time, but there's not 100% certainty that you're going to close on this new refinance loan at the exact terms that you want. Whereas for the... Supplemental loan, there are terms, obviously, but as long as you meet the requirements and as long as it's 12 months, then you know that you can get that supplemental loan. 
And then there's also going to be a faster processing time, which goes hand in hand with the lower cost because the process of underwriting a supplemental loan is not as in-depth as a new refinance loan, plus it's the exact same lender. Now, I guess I should have mentioned this earlier, but I kind of already hit on this, but the purpose of getting a supplemental loan is twofold. One, it was most likely it'll be to return some capital to your investors without having to refinance. So you can pull out some equity and return that to your investors. Secondly, it would be to cover any expense that you need to cover. Maybe you underestimated the amount of money that it would cost to fix up the property, or for some reason you, you need some money to invest back into the property, and a supplemental loan is a great way to get that capital without having to do a capital call. So they mentioned the supplemental loan will be secured through the same provider as the original loan. So if you went through Fannie Mae for your first loan, well, your supplemental loan will be through Fannie Mae. And same for Freddie Mac. Now, Freddie Mae and Fannie Mac are the main two ones we'll talk about. And they have some specific terms for their supplemental loans that I'm going to go over really quickly. And I'll differentiate between the two when there are differences because they're pretty similar. So the terms can be between five and 30 years. For Fannie Mae, the loan size is a minimum of $750,000, and the minimum for Freddie Mac is a million dollars. So these are pretty big supplemental loans as you're doing on, on larger properties. So if your property is only worth $750,000, then you're most likely not going to be getting a supplemental loan or a Fannie Mae loan in general. Both can be amortized up to 30 years. Both expect to have an interest rate on that loan that's around 100 to 125 basis points above whatever the going market interest rate is. So 100 to 125 would be 1 to 1.25% higher. The LTV for Fannie Mae is up to 75% and the LTV for Freddie Mac is up to 80%. So essentially what that means is you've got a property that's worth, let's just use easy numbers, $100 million. Then Freddie Mac is willing to loan up to $80 million on that property. And Fannie Mae is willing to lend up to 75 million dollars on that property but that includes the original loan so if you've got a fannie mae debt and let's say you still owe 70 million dollars so you still hold hold debt worth of 70 million dollars then your supplemental loan can be up to five million dollars or for freddie mac it could be up to 10 million dollars to equal that 80 million or that 75 million dollars so it's not like they're going to give you 75 percent of the property value It'll be, I guess technically they've already given you some money. It's just they'll give you more up to a certain percentage of the cost, which means that you need to have at least a certain amount of equity in the property at all times. Debt service coverage ratio for the Fannie Mae would be a minimum of 1.3 and 1.25 for Freddie Mac. So if you're getting multiple supplemental loans, then it will include the previous supplemental loan as well when they're doing that debt service coverage ratio calculation. Both Fannie and Freddie Mac offer non-recourse with the standard carve-outs. The timing is 45 to 60 days within the application. And then the cost for Fannie Mae is about $10,000 application fee, 1% origination fee, and then between 8 to 12 grand in legal fees. The difference between Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is that the application fee for Freddie Mac is a little bit higher at $15,000. And then they also have another application fee which is a greater of two grand or 0.1% of the loan amount. Plus you've got the 1% origination fee and then the same eight to $12,000 in legal fees. As I mentioned, typically you're gonna take this capital and return it to your investors or use it to reinvest into the property. 
The last thing I want to talk about when it comes to supplemental loans is how you actually secure the thing logistically. So what specifically do you do once it's time to go out and secure that loan? So as I mentioned, you can request it after 12 months. So once your loan is seasoned for 12 months, you can start the process of applying for a supplemental loan. So you're going to reach out to whoever provided you with the original loan, whether it's a mortgage broker or you work directly with Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And you want to ask them what they need in order to size out a supplemental loan. That is to determine how much money you can get from the supplemental loan. Typically, the four things that they're going to want to see is a trailing 12-month operating statement, so your profit and loss statement for the last 12 months. They're going to want the year-end operating statement for the most recent full year. They're going to want a copy of a current rent roll, and they're going to want a list of all of the capital expenditures that you've invested into the property since you bought it. Once they have the information, the process is essentially similar to a regular loan, except it's not as in-depth. So they're going to do an appraisal, and then they're going to do a what they call a physical needs assessment, which is effectively a property condition assessment, detailed inspection of the property. And they're going to use that to essentially determine the value of the property. And then based off whatever their loan requirements are, they can determine the size of the supplemental loan. And at that point, you'll get the money. One last thing is that you're going to want to also ask your mortgage broker or lender, whoever provided you with the original loan, if you get supplemental loans and if you do, how many you can get. Because sometimes you can get more than one. So every 12 months, you can just continuously pull out equity and get another supplemental loan and continuously distribute capital back to your investors, which again, helps with that internal rate of return. And that's it for the supplemental loan. And we also talked about the refinance as well. And that is it for this 10-part series, which is how to asset manage a newly acquired apartment syndication deal. Now, next week, we're going to, in a sense, conclude the apartment syndication cycle with the sale of your property. And then from there, as I mentioned yesterday, we're going to kind of go back through the process and and talk about some of these steps in a little bit more detail and cover really anything else that we missed and anything else that you need to know in order to learn the how-tos of apartment syndication. Until then, I recommend listening to parts one through nine of this series. Listen to one of the other 19 syndication school series we've done thus far. Check out the free document for this series, which is that weekly performance review template that you will send to your management company to make sure that you're hitting your KPIs at the property. And all that can be found at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week where we will conclude the cycle with the sale of your property. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.